Welcome back to part two of our mini-series covering Project Empower and their world record attempt to cross the Atlantic Ocean in a two-man rowing boat. I'm here with my colleague Luke, who's head of our Applied Nutrition Department, and we're going to give you a breakdown of day 10, progress so far, and a little bit of the insight that we've started to get from the data that they've been sending. So welcome back, Luke, good to have you here. Yeah, thank you, Mike. So, so far we're 405 miles in, or 650 kilometers. Um, out of 3,000, which is about 13%. Um, progress has been, or appears to have been, pretty good so far, although we've had a few battles with weather. Um, perhaps pass over to you, Luke, to talk us through what we've found so far. Yeah, so, I mean, Damien, from, from his updates, he was um, sort of explaining that a lot of these attempts will go wrong in the first few days when they're when they're leaving New York. So... Uh, depending on the weather, depending on currents, they're they're really battling. And I know, um, sort of day two and day three were were pretty rough, and they were they were really fighting. They were not getting a huge amount of distance for the for the work you're doing, which it's not just physically challenging at that point, but it it starts to have a real mental strain when when that's how you start off. But uh, where they're at now, they're they're very close to getting in the Gulf Stream, which is basically a, a massive current up, up the east coast of the United States that will carry them pretty much northeast um, and really, really help them out. So instead of battling currents, they'll they'll be going with the current and they'll yeah. hopefully have an easier time of it. You, you bring that up, Luke. We'll have a look at the current. Because I think for a lot of people, at least for myself, when Damien was talking, us, uh, we always say Damien, but it's obviously obviously a, a two-man team here but um, Damien was one of our, our main points of contact uh, for a lot of the uh, planning but what I wasn't aware of it's actually getting off the coastline um, near New York which is particularly difficult as they go against um, typically the prevailing wind and current and what we can see here what Luke can bring up is that when they get near the Gulf Stream, they'll start to have a pretty strong current behind them that will help them towards uh, their crossing attempt. And Luke, how how fast is that current for people that don't know? So I think that current can get up to about four knots. And to put that into context, over the first few days, they were averaging around one knot of, of boat speed. Yeah. So it's a, it's a huge help. And I think also um, some of the struggles that they've had so far is uh they've had headwinds and currents that have been stronger than their ability to actually row into it so i think damien was saying they had 19 hours rowing with virtually no distance gained at all yeah. right yeah that's right and um he posted an image uh using the the smartwatch that we've given him to to track some of this stuff and i think in about 90 minutes he had moved just over a kilometer and um a great context for that is Damien on the Erg. He's a bit of a machine. Uh, we spoke last time. I think he's he's broken the the Irish record for the five hundred meter on the Erg, and on the thousand meter, he's put down a time before of, of sub three minutes. So going from three minutes to about ninety minutes to move uh, a similar distance, so that gives you an idea of of just the difference in conditions there. with two people. With two people, yeah, yeah. So. We understand that as they get off the coastline, that was known to be a difficult part of the attempt. Uh, I believe it's been made worse by some poor weather, but they're past that now, although I think it was pretty difficult in the first few days. And now day 10, 650k off the coast and about to enter the Gulf Stream, which we understand it to be a pretty key part of their tactics. And so as you can see from the overlay, we're just right on it now. Our date is a little bit out of date. 
and they may be very close to it right now. So um, we are in touch with their team. We're hoping to be in touch with their weather router over the uh, course of this project so that we can understand and bring to you the strategy that they have behind making use of these very powerful tides and weather systems to help them across in their record attempt. So um, probably brings us to a bit of a team update, Luke. Yeah, I mean, a, a little bit of a, a funny thing for us is we get these updates and, and because of the process they have to go through for, for actually filming that and then getting the internet con uh, connection and sending it to their team and uploading, that all takes a bit of time. So the updates that we, we get are a few days behind the um, the live GPS tracker that we that we actually see. So when Damien and, and Fergus are, are sending through those updates, it's, it's a little bit out of date. Um, and we can kind of get a glimpse into the future and see how they're they're actually um, progressing. So that, that said, our AIS and position tracking yeah, is a yeah, lot and, more accurate. And they've got a um, a garment in reach that they're using as well, so we can live track them. Um, so if they're talking about how they're how they're really struggling, and we've seen that um, on a video, we can go ahead and and look basically a couple of days into the future and see, okay, well they've clearly made it past that, and they're they're going really well now. So. With those updates, um, there's a few challenges that they're facing that are sort of probably expected, but some some unexpected, um, and things that, that we probably wouldn't think about. I mean, we're very aware of the, the physical challenge of, of doing something like this, but there's a, a lot of things that you, you won't think about that are giving a little bit of trouble. So one of those, for example, being, being space on the boat. I mean, it's two very big guys, and Damien's done a, a solo row before across the Atlantic, but now he's got he's got Fergus there, and they're both big rugby players. And there's um, it's a big, a, it's a small big boat. roommate. Yeah, yeah, and um, not a lot of not a lot of per personal space. You know, you're doing everything on the boat, um, and and that makes things difficult, right? I mean, even moving around the boat, Damien was saying Fergus has been uh, been banging into things and and hurting himself and. And the rowing's hard enough, and then you know you go on your break and you run into these sorts of issues, and it makes it makes resting hard as well. Yeah, and I think on top of that, for the first, um, I'm aware in the first ten days or maybe the first six days, there were several days of really challenging weather. So their boat, all of their activities, rowing, living, sleeping, cooking, have just been made a lot harder at times by um, some pretty rough conditions, but. We do know um, from an update that the past 36 hours, Fergus has said that the, the rowing has been solid, in his yeah. words, so we think less interrupted by weather and other delays, um, and they've really been able to start getting into it. We know that the weather's been a little tricky um, in that it's very hot currently at the moment, and they have no shelter from the sun during the day, and then there's not a lot of wind I believe at the moment so they have very high temperatures in their cabin during the day and then also at night time yeah so and an another issue with that is they they have a very very small cabin you've got two bodies in there at times um, when they're both trying to sleep and it it heats up like an oven and because of the, the the weather conditions and the waves if you leave that hatch open everything will get absolutely soaked so that's yeah. just another challenge yeah but I, th I think they're doing well um Damien said during the event that they get on very well. Um, they know that it's something, you know, keeping up team morale during something very difficult is obviously hugely important. But uh, from one of his video updates, you can see that they're laughing about it, but they're obviously very close friends. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, when you're, when you're running into all these challenges, um, you know, like I said, the rowing's hard, but the, the resting is, isn't easy either. Yeah. And that just is going to wear you out. You're going to be running into a, a lot of fatigue and, and mood is going to become a huge factor in this and, and mentality as well. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a physical challenge, but it's just as much a, a mental one as well. I think Fergus called it torture, right? Yeah, yeah he did. Rowing's hard, sleeping's hard, everything's yeah. hard. So, I mean, we understand team morale is good at the moment. Progress is, is going well. It's been a tricky start, but as of, often can be the way with these things and they're sticking with it. And we understand that it should soon become a lot easier for them. Um, we struggled a little so far to get the data that we think we will soon get. So uh, getting, getting a broadband internet connection is probably not their main priority. Um, we're due quite a lot of data soon. Um, we think probably over uh, well over 100 hours of data will be coming our way. Uh, probably all of it actually, but uh, a couple of hundred hours. Yeah. But we haven't got that just yet, but we hope to bring that to you all next week. But in the meantime, we do have a couple of rowing shifts from Damien, uh, which Luke's been able to bring out some some stats that will get more interesting over time, but just start to shape the event. So this is not a sprint. This is a 50-day effort. But do you want to talk us through some of what you found so far, Luke? Yeah, so, so looking at, we did get a, a bit of data as they left New York for the first day or two. And um, yeah, quite interesting. We're we're learning along alongside them about what this event sort of entails, and, and we talked a bit about speed being, you know, very slow going, especially to start as they're battling that weather and and those currents. So, um, sort of av- averaging somewhere between one and two knots. Um, and then we sort of look at the the strokes per minute that they're doing, and we do talk about it being a marathon, not a sprint, and. We're getting around uh, 20 strokes per minute, which is one stroke every every three seconds when you put it that way. Yeah. So it's very slow, but it's, of course, very, very long um, and, and maintains speed. So from that and from the volume of work they're doing, um, Damien, we think, is burning somewhere between four to 500 calories per, per hour. Yeah. Um, of course, when you are doing the volume of, of work that they are doing, that, that adds up and it will add up to... And that's straight uh, energy expenditure. So yeah. And, and more we, in addition. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, energy expenditure. So we think he's he probably is burning somewhere around that 10,000 calorie mark per day, as we predicted. Um, it's something else to, to consider when you're thinking about that. Obviously, we, we want to replace those calories and they've planned to replace those calories by no... Um, appetite comes into that as well and, and you see people on social media they do 10,000 calorie challenges and I mean we're trying to do that every single day here so yeah. it's uh, it's not as easy as as you would think um, replacing those calories and, and also you know eating takes takes time and, and they need sleep so I, th- I think a big one as well is making sure that they have the food they need or nutrition they need um, fully event no matter how it goes yeah so in the first 10 days we may have seen less rowing than intended due to weather and other issues but nevertheless they have the product available and um, they can tailor their nutritional intake to the conditions what they're able to eat but also to replace calories they may or may not have uh, burnt in in their rowing schedule so far yeah and that was that was always the plan was to be able to tailor the the strategy there and and i spoke to damien before the event and i know 
to give themselves the best chance. They were hoping to go really hard in those first few few days, and they were thinking I about. I think they had to, right? Yeah, and they were thinking about front loading their calories and and potentially backing them off um, yeah. after those first couple of days. So there's a couple of things that we're looking at, and doing that was there. to get them off the the off the shoreline. Yeah, basically. working against that that yeah. current and that so wind. They, they knew the first days would be difficult and it would have to be a sprint to get off the shoreline. I believe they're past that point or soon passing that point now as they get into a different um, current. But they got met by uh, some pretty difficult weather at the same time. But I think they've punched through that and, and done well. But yeah, and, and another thing that, that they did um, for that energy expenditure, I mean, they, they prepared before the event and they they loaded up on calories the the thinking there being last time Damien did his row he lost a lot of weight and that's kind of expected as, as you're going to burn into your your energy stores so if you plan for that you put on a bit of fluff Damien calls it before the event then that's actually quite an efficient way to to access energy as opposed to bringing it in food which is heavy yeah. it takes up space you can basically just store that energy on yourself and so still plan for it's that. a pretty brutal process being in a in a calorie or an energy deficit yeah. during a storm yeah, yeah, in a row right. for days on end, but um, a little bit of resilience there. Yep. Hard one, though. Um, why don't you just talk us through um, a little on the heart rate you've seen so far for that first hour, because I think for a lot of people, just to give some shape to that. Yeah, so Damien's looking, his heart rate's around, um, sort of averaging 100 beats per minute. So... For a guy like him, that's probably somewhere between 50 and 60% of his, his heart rate max, which we spoke about in episode one, um, sort of sitting around that, that aerobic. Um, yeah. in, in the hour that we have from the data we have so far. So yeah. when we get a full data set back for the first 10, 10 plus days, we're hoping to be able to pull out um, the, the, the easy from the hard yeah, and start so, to drill into that. So again, that, that varies a lot, his, his heart rate. It will go up and down depending on the work he's doing. Um, I think his max heart rate, we've seen it in the, in the 130s, approaching 140, so working a bit harder, but um, sometimes it will drop to, to 80. So it really does depend on, on the conditions, and we're quite interested to see um, in the past couple of days it it sounds like it's been a bit easier for them. The rowing's been um, steady going, so it'll be interesting to see if that, that data changes at all. Perfect. Okay. Well, that's great. And I think we will be talking through, well, as the project unfolds, we'll be bringing you more information. We're a little short on the data so far, but we should be due a, a, a good upload soon. And um, we're really looking forward to bringing all the insights that we can glean from that just to try and show a little behind what it takes to do something this hard um, we're obviously not uh, ocean rowers ourselves but from a physiological level um, an athlete is an athlete and i think it gives us a chance to see the performance required to undertake and and excel at this world record challenge that they've undertaken yeah so i mean um, it's an awesome opportunity not only for them but for us to to learn from it and and to see it's such an extreme so it's um it's really cool yeah and we're really looking forward to um well i guess maybe just to expand on that a little bit so what we'll do with the data and and more data than we have now we'll take that back and uh make sure that we're in track or on track with the nutrition strategy that damien has uh, we have the ability to adapt that as he goes um, we have the ability to make sure that he is he's in an okay space strategy wise 
we're very keen to get feedback on how the products are performing so that we can make different recommendations during the event. Um, and then as this goes, what we'll do is use this information to shape our current and future product development. So it, it is something that I think is always really interesting for me is that people tend to think of calorie burn, energy expenditure, training, racing, and nutrition um, as quite isolated. But what you can see with Damien is it's a real fight to get the, um, get the work done and the performance done uh, that they require to, to stay on track with their goal and how you can fit calories around that. And it's not so easy. Um, it's one of the things that we do design the ultra range for so that, you know, in a, in a smaller amount of food, um, what you try and do is you try and get the, uh, increase the energy density of food so that if someone can only eat a limited amount, we can get across more calories and we typically, um, also try and increase the, the or, or fiddle with the uh, macronutrient profile as well to make sure that it, if that person is limited by how much food they can access or how how hard it is to have a meal during their event we can make sure that they've got higher fat intake higher protein intake yeah and that their body is supported because there are a lot of other ways to get carbohydrate and sugar it's not so easy to get in um, some of the fundamental elements of good nutrition so we may be making some adjustments to our product, almost certainly we'll be making adjustments to our products um, based on this for future versions. Yeah, and it's, it's case by case, um, yeah. all those factors. It, it completely depends on, yeah. on who you are and what you're doing. So Damien's a very um, interesting person to, to study and, and use as a case for that. An extreme case, but there's there's a lot out, a lot of people out there that are also in this um, similar area. So yeah, anyway, more to come. And... Um, Please follow along. We'll bring you the best information that we can as this event unfolds. Please also make sure, if you're interested, follow Damien and Fergus's uh, social media and their project page. They're doing great updates. And again, more to come. I understand that uh, their broadband internet connection is a little tricky during the event, but it, that they will get there. So, yeah. Thank you, Luke. Awesome. Thanks. Appreciate man. it.